How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And welcome to Dice Roll, the greatest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where you ask the hard questions like, are goblins more or less afraid of a chihuahua compared to your average dog? Hmm. Depends on the less. goblin. I mean, chihuahuas are feisty. So for the, the important context, the important context, goblins, they just don't like dogs, right? They are afraid of horses. They don't like dogs. Horses because they're these giant monsters that step on them and squish them. Dogs because they bark at them and give their location away. Chihuahuas kind of look like goblins. He, okay, so... <laughs> oh my god. As a... I'm really pulling out of the stops with being Latino here. I own a chihuahua. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it depends on the chihuahua. Because there's a really... There's an intense stereotype that chihuahuas are really angry and vicious. They're not. They're just not trained. So I, th- I think it would depend yeah. on who owns the chihuahua. It's a wild, savage chihuahua that roams uh, the wilds. All, all wild dogs are terrifying. Full stop. Okay. To me, even. Okay. I like dogs. To a goblin, to a goblin specifically, right? I feel, I feel a goblin could be friends with a chihuahua. I agree. Can you make a goblin whose best friend is a chihuahua, and all his friends are like, "What the fuck is your problem?" <laughs> you probably could. Um, but I'm just imagining, like, a, you know, this goblin, he's wounded, he's he's running away from battle, uh, the raid on the orcs didn't go so well, he, he like, uh, hides in a tavern, and there facing him is a fucking chihuahua, um, and he, the two of them kind of stare at each other, and then, like, they hold out their hands, and it's like that scene in Tarzan, you know, where, like, they're pressing, they're pressing their palms against each other. Shut up. And they're like, you're like me. I thought I was the I, only one. I mean, I don't know. Goblins are really small, but chihuahuas are also really small. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like a chihuahua would be like a normal dog to a goblin. Yeah, actually. And yeah, I, yeah. Wouldn't I, that be? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't they be sort of like golden retriever or you know just like a bigger dog yeah. kind of size now, for them? I I do want to point out that there is such thing as a goblin dog. 
Do they like those guys? Do goblins love goblin dogs. There is a problem in that goblin dogs are not dogs. Oh, well, why are they called that if they're not dogs? Because they act like dogs. Goblin dogs are rodents. I see. <laughs> okay. And they ride them into battle like horses. All right. I see. Would we like to play some Pathfinder? Sure. All right. So, <clears throat> previously in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, our heroes regrouped in the Yokai Night Market, training and preparing for the final battle of the island of Sindara. Chuji learned a new stance, Misami quickened their magic, and Sanku got a crab hut. The three of them prepped the yokai to be sent back home to Galarian once they defeated the sculptor, and then made their way across the jungle into the glass lighthouse. There they were faced with an impossible maze full of traps ruled by Genhara the Black Winged, who, the Radiant Winds discovered, was mortally injured by Masami Takahara. Nice. The Radiant Winds were able to destroy Genhara in the sickest team attack ever. Now the Radiant Winds sit tucked away in a corner of the impossibly large glass lighthouse, uh, Bahai Kubo protecting them from the dungeon around them. And here they rested before preparing to move onwards to floor two of the glass lighthouse. Woohoo! So, Woo. everyone, uh, are, am I good uh, dropping you all in character? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Masami, Sanku, and Chuji. The three of you sit here in Bahai Kubo. The hut, for what it is worth, does not look like a giant crab right now. It looks like a regular Bahai Kubo, a stilted hut. It kind of rests here, looking a little bit out of place in the maze of Genhara. Um, Just a little. But the doors are locked and nothing can get in. You're all safe here. Moku's outside as well, but Moku, I think, is maybe taking a nap. I'm not sure he's following you particularly closely, but he is not leaving without you guys, you know? Mm -hmm. As the three of you rest inside this little hut, I want to ask how each of you are doing. Yeah, Chuji's been keeping an eye on Masami. I, I, don't, I don't think they've been, like, resting, resting. I think that they've been, like, laying down, arms behind their head, like taking like a break but I don't, I don't know that they've been like super able to rest um they're they're worried about how everything is gonna go uh and they're still worried about not being able to best the Sindara. um still thinking about how uh how Jen could do it <laughs> it's worrying it's it's still worrying them they want to believe that they can just, like, flick their wrist and be the strongest fighter in the world and smash him to the ground and, ooh, he's dead. Um, but that's not how it works. Uh, they don't know what's going to happen. It's exciting, but it's scary. Very much so. Uh, Sanku, how are you doing? I think Sanku is... I think he's doing okay. I think he's been um, resting and helping people heal. So he's fussing over people. Mm -hmm. But I think that he's getting kind of antsy about the Lightkeepers. Because I think it's pretty obvious that they're coming next. D just that it's going to happen. That they're going to have to face them. Um, and that it's like really happening and not just like 
something that he thinks about when he wants to be mad. Hmm. And Masami, how are you doing? Uh, maybe half an hour to an hour after killing your boss, the man who took away your childhood and turned you into essentially a child soldier is now dead by your blade. And the day's not over. <laughs> <laughs> I think Masami isn't trying to think about that. I think in the corner, in like one of the corners of uh, Kubo, they're sharpening literally all of their weapons. Ooh, okay. They are still trying to keep their head focused on saving Haojin and getting to Sindara. They know that the Light Keepers are coming, which is why they're prepping their blades. They aren't trying to think about literally decapitating their former boss. Because it's not that they still have that adrenaline drop, it's the fact that it hit them. That it literally just hit them that they did that. Mm-hmm. That was something that happened. And they're not sure whether they should be relieved or scared. They took down the head of the snake, but what does that mean for the other parts? There's always another man to step up as well, mm-hmm. for an or- especially for an organization as big as the Oni's Mask. Yeah, I- I'm sure you, Mizami is not naive enough to believe that Oni's Mask is now gone. No, they... They were in organ they were organized. They would have had a second or third in command at the very least. So they're worried that they're probably gonna have to co- that they might come after them at some point. They might come after their family at some point. They know who Masami is. They know their connections. And all of that is like buzzing in their head, but even still they keep sharpening their swords by their whetstone and just breathe in and out and tries to hone their mind in on why they're here and what they're supposed to do. I'd like to imagine, by the way, the whetstone was not here when you got here, Masami. Mm. I think Kubo produced it for you. I fucking love Kubo. I'd like to imagine that Kubo literally will just make stuff and they'll kind of like, like a press will open and a thing you need will come out of it, you know? Yeah. They love this fucking crab. Well, (laughs) I have good news and this is your new home for all your future adventures. (laughs) Hooray. Um, Hooray. The zombie wonders what to feed Kubo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Love and gratitude. That's your answer. Maybe small wanna... fish bones. <laughs> Hell yeah. They get the leftover fish bones from when, they, when they're out adventuring and are fishing for food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to drop all three of you now. Um, I think Lolo is uh, curled up on a chair in Kubo. Um, he's eyeing the windows suspiciously just in case anything creeps by, but there's nothing out there. You okay? Did I miss did I miss healing something? No. I'm fine. I'm just comfy and I don't want to leave this spot, but I know that we have to. Well, lucky for you, this spot can move with us at least. <gasps> they like they, they put their head up and be like, "Can you 
can you can you make Kuba walk us to our next destination? And they make big, big eyes. They even lift up their bangs for it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, okay. I could. Uh, you don't need to convince me. You can't. You don't <laughs> they, use. They try to like. They try to bat their eyelashes, but they're like really bad at it. <laughs> okay, you can't use my own <laughs> tactics on me. I'm pretty good at it, huh? You're actually really bad at it. Fuck you! What? <laughs> you have. You they have put an, their bangs back over their fucking face. You haven't unlocked the really cute factor. I'm gonna be cute. <laughs> yes, you are, Chuchi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there. It's there. There you have it. Guess to the fucking place. <laughs> but yeah, I can move us there. We don't need to get out of Kubo and have him walk behind us when it's a walking. When he's like a walking house. Are you okay with that, Misami? Yeah, that sounds fine to me. Um, more time for me to sharpen these as I hold up the head-taking katana. Oh, yes. Alright, and everybody's healed. Right? Yeah, yeah. Healed up. What do we expect to see next? What's What awaits us? Lolo kind of peeps up. Well, we need to find the lightkeepers. I worry about that. You recall... The vision we saw where they slew Tino's toughest. The techniques they unleashed there were unlike any that we saw during the tournament. Do you think it's possible they've been holding back this entire time? I do. Maybe, but they were just so weak before it can't be that much stronger. You're right, Chuji. This'll be a walk in the park. <laughs> they... okay. Uh, <laughs> besides, they... Because they held back, it gave us time to grow, and we're a lot stronger than we were at the start of this, but they, I don't think that they really see it that way. We have the advantage of them underestimating us. They're all really cocky. Like... They really are. Like, embarrassingly cocky. We can use that to our advantage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, adventures, shall we venture forward? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. all right, Sanku. Tell Kubo which way to move. All right, Senku um, uh, points, and he's like, that way, and they go up the stairs. Kubo shudders, and then the house tilts left, tilts right, and then crab legs extend from the stilts, and claws come out. It snaps once, twice, and Kubo begins making his way up the incredibly large and spiralingly long staircase. And I generally think it maybe takes you 20 minutes. Like, it's a long fucking ride. <laughs> At some point, Senku starts yawning. <laughs> up and up and up the spiraling staircase you all go. High above that impossibly tall maze. And it's like you're piercing into the sky itself as you reach the next floor. And as you get to the next floor, I think what you see before you is genuinely shocking. Because... You don't see an impossibly large place. In fact, compared to the last floor of the Glass Lighthouse, it's the inside of a building. Though not the inside of a lighthouse, no. It's the inside of a museum. What the fuck is this? You are standing in the main hall of the Grand Museum of Goka. The very museum 
your mother curates, Chuji. <laughs> Paintings line the walls. Artifacts of the Ruby Phoenix are in glass cases. And as Kubo kind of gets in and kind of stops, the door swings open in case any of you want to get out. Or Kubo can continue guiding you through. What do you guys do? Uh, I think Chuji's like definitely standing out on the porch. Um, kind of in disbelief. They're confused why this is in the lighthouse. Yeah, didn't this place sink into something? Didn't this place disappear? So this is... This is where it went. When it... It got taken away. And once we beat Sindara, it'll come back. It'll be back in Goka. <sighs> be careful not to break anything. Hey, I... I can be careful. Promise not to. <laughs> Chuji is sad that they're gonna have to fight in this room now. <laughs> Listen, Chuji, I can I can learn magic to fix things. That's that's a thing I can do. These are ancient artifacts, some of which can't be fixed. Not by, I mean, you're not just a regular guy, but I don't know. <laughs> some of these are even beyond us. Oh, I can assure you, there is so much that is beyond you, Radiant Winds. Okay. And there, at the top of the room, emerging from the shadows, are the Light Keepers. Siutaknoa, the long, white-haired witch. Hui Ying, the noble-turned-mercenary. Diki Sonam, the mad monk, and Azkanak the exiled, the hobgoblin necromancer. The three of them step out of the shadows, and Siutaknoa kind of smiles at you all. And there is a there's a sick hunger to that smile, like a starved dog looking at a weak baby on the street. And as she smiles, that moth, the elephant moth on her shoulder, flutters. And she is wielding a sword in one hand. No, not in her hand, I think. I think it's being held in some of her hair. She steps forward and says, I was really wondering whether you'd even get this far. The island of Sindara is full of truly genuine threats. I wasn't sure what it would be that would take you out. Maybe Diorochi? Or perhaps Tino's toughest. But in the end, it looks like it'll be us. I'm sure you believe that. Hui Ying now steps forward, and she's kind of like looking irreverently under her nails, like, like checking for dirt. And she says, oh, we don't need to believe it. We know it. I'm sure, princess. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. You can't scare me with your words, Takahara. We've already seen you waste so many one-liners on your one-note villains. I will say, the way you took out Genhara was masterful. A good final kill before you die. Hmm. No, that's not my final one. Maybe I'll take a disgraced noble. I think Diki Sonam 
punches his hand together and says, Hey, she! You know how much I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> Finally getting to face off against you, full force, without having to rely on petty rules like fight fairly or don't break your opponent's spine. You know, I think it's really funny how each and every time we fight, you're really excited to get your ass kicked. Azkanak steps forward now, and that hobgoblin has a something you have never seen on their face. A depraved smile. Ugh. For once, the most reserved and quiet of the members of the Lightkeepers is joining in with the others, because for once they truly believe this is it. You don't even get it, do you? We're in our own demiplane. Sindara, the graceful master that he is, has given us power beyond your wildest dreams. We are gods here. We control the fabrics of the air you breathe. <laughs> your victories so far have been well earned, but this is the final chapter. I think Lolo's on your shoulder. Thank you, says, everyone, don't give up. Just because they have scary words doesn't mean that they're any stronger than before. Really, I'm not swayed by anything they say. Don't worry. It's cute that you think that I'm scared by them, old man. Oh, how about I give you something to be scared of? Reiko? That name doesn't faze me. Sutakmas steps forward and says, Oh no, but maybe some other things will. Every time you've come and said, Oh, the lightkeepers don't work well together. The Lightkeepers don't understand one another. The Lightkeepers aren't a well-functioning team. And yes, I know how often you've said it. To our faces and to each other. My Mott has captured all of that. She strokes under his chin. But how about we talk about you, Radiant Winds? How about we discuss some of your dysfunctionalities? For example, Shi Chuji may have told Sanku, but Reiko, you still don't know that they're the one who got Sanku's arm taken. They still haven't told you, have uh, they? The fuck are you talking about? Back in the island of Diorochi. Was it a year ago now, I think? Can you shut the fuck up? Oh, I've struck a nerve. Shi Chuji took the Orochi statuette, the one you explicitly forbade them from taking. And that's what got the Orochi to come out and eat Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea's arm. And maybe Chuji told Sanku, but they didn't tell you up until this point. In fact, I don't think they ever would have. I think Masami looks back at Chuji. They don't have really any readable emotions on their face, but they just look back at them. And then after a pause, they stare back at the Lightkeepers and say, what's done is done. Oh, I'm sure you'd like to believe that, Reiko. What's After done all. is done. It happened. There's no reason for us to go back to the past and stay in it. And I think Hu Ying joins in and she says, Oh yes, was that your justification for not telling your partner, Shi uh, Chuji, who trusted you with everything for five years about your sordid little past? You were afraid 
that Chuji would think differently of you. You are afraid that Chuji would leave you on the streets. Maybe they would have. Maybe it would have been the right thing to do, rather than consorting with a filthy little child murderer. Listen, I'm not taking too fucking friendly to you assuming what I should or should not have done or would have done. I, you're trying to, like, dig at our emotions, and maybe it worked for a second, but I'm not letting you do that. Diki Sonam steps forward now and says, Oh, because you need your friends, because you're not strong enough on your own, are you? That's what it boils down to. The tree of you are afraid of being alone. The tree of you are afraid that without other people to pick up the slack, you'll just die a miserable death. Shi Chuji, did you ever tell the others that you didn't intend on coming back alive from when you killed your father? Did Masami here know that they were essentially aiding you on a suicide mission? No one needs to know that. <laughs> they do now. As Kanak the Exile steps forward and says, see how quiet you've all gotten. See how our words affect you. It's because deep down you know that they're true. The Lightkeepers don't need to pretend that we're friends. I'll freely admit I do not care for my compatriots. But you tree, you tree are as dysfunctional as us. And you care deeply about not be that. You all blame each other for your lowest moments. You all despise little things about each other. The power of friendship. <laughs> No, the only power out there is the power of strength. And that is something we have, and you simply do not. You live sad lives. Oh. You live sad, lonely lives, and you've deluded yourself into thinking that being alone means something makes you better than other people. I don't care if Chuji had problems with not wanting to live. I don't care that Masami has done things that they regret in their past. I don't care that it is that Chuji thinks that it is their fault that I lost my arm. I don't care about any of that. And just because you think that we're as, quote, dysfunctional as you, that means nothing to me. None of that matters to me. I know myself and I know my friends way better than you even know yourselves. None of you have done any introspection on your own lives and you'll probably die like that. The four of them, I think, are taken a little bit aback by how genuine that response was. Probably, no. There isn't a place around Galarian that can keep either of them, I don't think. They will die here, head or no head. I don't care. Whatever gets them off of our lives, off of our friends' lives, and their staying on this tournament away from everyone. <laughs> Chuji, do you want to complete the trifecta? Bitch. <laughs> I will grant each of you a hero point for fighting back against your darkest moments. Sutak Moss steps forward and says, Well, 
How about we show you the true power of the glass lighthouse? And as she steps forward, she does something I don't think any of you were expecting. Her hair grows even longer and longer and thicker. And it starts to push down onto the floor, almost like a spider crab. Sue Taknois being carried by her beautiful white hair starts approaching. Hu Ying, she makes a few hand signs and you can see that her fingers are glowing and the veins in her blood pulse golden through her skin. Diki Sonam punches his hands together and as they do, dark energy surges through his fists. And as Kanakti exiled, as they step forward, you see their skin rotting and peeling back to reveal the skull under their face. Sutak Nwab grins and says, each of us has been given a portion of reality to control by Sindara. Space, time, life, and gravity. Here in the glass lighthouse, we are gods, and you shall be our first sacrifices. And everyone, if you please, I'd like you all to roll me initiative. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Dude, this is, this is just like a JRPG. I am in persona right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, top of the order, Shi Chuji, it is your turn. Um, you stand on one side of your mother's museum as the lightkeepers stand on the other side. Bef just as the fight begins, you feel a wave of energy coursing through you, through the entire museum, and you don't know what that means, but you feel something. Chuji, you have three actions. As the lightkeepers are standing there, what do you do? I think about my boyfriend. Um, quite literally. I, I, I would like to use Affinity of Blaze. Okay. So, Chuji, what is the Affinity of Blaze you're going to use? Steps of the Sun. I want to I wanna cone shape these motherfuckers with uh, sonic damage. Okay. So, Chuji, describe to me what, what are you doing as you start channeling up Steps of the Sun? I just keep thinking about them clapping to do this. Okay. With, like, sound waves. Um, okay. So they, they, uh, <laughs> like, rub their hands together, 
um, stretch them apart and then violently clap their hands together to uh, make this attack at them. Okay. Chuji, as you are stomping and clapping your hands and getting ready, there's a channel of energy that glows through you and your heart blazes golden. And standing out from behind you comes Liang Shen and the steps of the sun. Liang Shen looks over your shoulder and says, I really, I really hope, hope that, that you don't, don't intend, intend on losing, losing to these creatures. creatures. I know I you can do it. Now, now let, let the music pulse through, through you. you. And as he swings his fan, you get in time with them. And Misami and Sanku, as Chuji is channeling up this music, you are compelled to dance along with it as well before Chuji claps and unleashes a massive sonic cone that strikes into all the lightkeepers. Now, Chuji, on your own, this would have done 18d4 damage. But because you are adjacent to two allies, it's gone up from one ally to 18d6 to two allies, 18d8. So that's a lot Ooh. of damage. They all have to make fortitude saves. Yes, they do. So Sutaknoir rolled a 48. Saves. Hui Ying rolls a 45. Saves. Diki Sonam. A 46. Saves. And as Kanakti exiled. Ooh! Crit save. Okay. Chuji, you get your first clue that these guys have gotten phenomenally stronger. As this music surges through them, they're able to stave off the most of it. But they still take damage. Will you roll me 18d8 damage? 91. Okay, holy shit, that's 45 damage to each of them. Yeah. You know what? Even on a save, that is an insane amount of damage. It's pretty funny. So, Siutak Noir, Hui Ying, and Diki Sunam are all kind of shocked by this sound wave as you clap at them. As Connect the Exiled, however, just calmly walks through it all. You have one action left, Chuji. What do you do? So, uh, Chuji is going to move 55 feet over here. You dash closer to them, but Chuji, as you are running, suddenly you feel your hair standing on end. And as you are rushing closer to Asconac the Exiled, you are going to need to make a will save against their frightful presence. That's right, they've got that now. 44. You pass. Pact of Perfection. You crit succeed. You're not even a little afraid of Asconac. Fuck no. They they think they're a loser. You know who you should be afraid of, though? No one. Diki Sonam. <laughs> because it's Diki Sonam's turn. Diki Sonam roars and says, Some Sarans remember their past lives, but over time they fade. Do you know why I'm like this? My memories never faded. Every single past life I remember in excruciating detail, and it's driven me mad. And now, like a rabid dog, I bite. And he kind of gets into a pose and says, Diki Sonam, master of gravity. And he's going to charge you, Chuji, full speed, rushing up to you. Um, and as he rushes into you like a boulder, he is going to deck you in the face, Chuji. Okay. Um, and that is going to be a 51 to hit. Yeah, the hits. Okay. So as he decks you in the face, Chuji, that is going to be 28 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then 
he's going to, as a free action, grab you. Mm. Um, so he's going to make a leg check against your 4-2 DC. Uh, Shuji does... Oh, no! Can I suplex that's, him? That's a nat 1. Shuji, what is that you want to do? Can I suplex him? Can I pick him up and slam him on his head? <laughs> I will allow you to try to use your at leg, your reaction to at legs check grab him. 48. Against his 4-2 DC, that is a success, Chuji. Just about. Um, so, Chuji, as a reaction... <laughs> You are going to grab him. And I think Dicky Sonam roars. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to try to escape. Hmm. I think he's going to try to grab you again. Okay. So the two of and you They're just are... fucking hugging at this point. You're wrestling. That's a 44 <laughs> against your uh, against your 42 DC. Uh, my 42 DC. Yeah, that hits just barely. So the two of you are grabbing against each other, wrestling as you kind of like, oh my god, you're nearly sumoing against each other is what's happening. Literally. His face is inches from yours. His fangs are bare. There's saliva coming down his lips. And he he looks like a man possessed, you know? They, they're, their faces like right next to each other. And Chuji's like, man, your breath stinks. I hope when I kill you that you remember how much of a fucking loser you are. <laughs> he just roars at you. <laughs> Uh, and the two of you are grabbing each other. Um, and Masami, it is now your turn. Diki Sonam and Chuji are wrestling against each other as the rest of the Lightkeepers are slowly walking forwards. What do you do? Um, they are going to activate their uh, li- library sleeve. Okay. With the six level spell that is on it. Mm-hmm. And what's that spell? It's Chromatic Image. Okay, so Misami, describe this for me real fast. I think with one hand, they do a hand sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sleeve, the runes on the sleeve kind of pop out and rotate around it, then split into uh, four colors. There's a puff of smoke, well, three puffs of smoke, really. And okay. from that come the chromatic images. Okay. Four Misamis, each composed of a flickering color, step forward, ready to take on the Lightkeepers. So what they're going to do is they're going to um, Arcane Cascade. Okay. Masami, all four of those flickering, colorful Masamis uh, begin to channel up this energy through them. Um, what kind of uh, Arcane Cascade is this? Well, it's an illusion one. So... Okay. <laughs> yes. From Arcane Shroud, I do become invisible. And from... Um, uh, Arcane Cascade, I believe it is mental damage that I do. Yes. Okay, awesome. Masami, uh, you channel up this energy, you par- split into four, and then all four of those fade into nothing, and you are all invisible. Uh, is that your turn, Masami? Uh, that is their turn, yes. I can't do anything else. Okay. Next in the order is gonna be Siutak Noir. And I think Siutak Noir kind of uh, smiles as her hair begins, uh, like like I said, she is standing up in the air, and then her hair is like crawling for her. Um, it is the scariest shit you have ever seen. Yeah. But you know what's scarier than that? She raises a hand, and she says, Moth familiar, aberrant form. And Sanku, what you see next is a little bit frightening because her moth flutters off her shoulder into the air 
and then there's a flash of lightning between her finger and the mot, and the mot turns into a gigantic monster. Okay. The same way Lolo can turn into a giant dragon, the mot has been turned into a giant aberration. Sure. That's normal. Specifically, it looks like a gogetet, except a little more mot-coded. A gogetet, for those who uh, are thankfully unaware, is the scariest fucking monster in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. It is so fucking horrifying to look at. It's legs and bugs and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. This is one of those, but mot teeth. And it is now flying in the air, size huge, and it is shrieking. With her last action, Sutak Noir just sort of sneers and says, kill them. And with a shriek, the mot is going to fly outwards towards you, Sanku. And it's going to attack you. Okay. And that is going to be a 50 tree to hit Sanku. Okay, that's a crit. <laughs> well, isn't that excellent? Because the mot does hit you. And Sanku, that is going to be double of 35. That's 70 damage to you as this giant moth descends on you and shrieks as it plunges fangs into you. But it knocks you back. And it knocks everyone back. And it knocks reality back. Whoa. Because on a crit, the glass lighthouse is disrupted. And you are all shattered into a new reality. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I am overlaying a new map atop the current one. You will all retain your positions, and you're all going to be horrified when you see what those positions are. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm good. I'm sitting pretty. Where once the Grand Museum of Goka stood, now you stand in a churning field of lava. Rivers of magma surge through this place as a basalt island holds the wrestling Chuji and Dikisona. Sanku and Masami, the two of you stand on the edge of a large mountain of the basalt uh, where the mot is floating over the lava, nearly knocking you off the shore. What the fuck? <laughs> they can't, no one can see their reaction because they're invisible and they can't make any noises because they don't want to be seen. However, they are looking down at the lava like, huh? <laughs> You're very lucky that none of you happened to be in positions that would drop you into the lava. Hmm. Um, so the way this works, at the start of every round, that was the weird energy you felt, Chuji. Hmm. A new map will unveil itself. You'll all be pasted into the same positions, but you can push the clock forward by scoring a critical hit. So that every time you get a crit, you may be putting yourself into a good position, or you may be putting yourself into a much worse position. Awesome. So, Sanku, you, you've been chomped down hard by uh, the awful creature, this uh, giant mot that is under Sutak Noel's control. You take 70 damage, and because of that it's colossal hit, the world literally kind of collapsed in on itself and then re-emerged as this lava field. Well. And that is going to be Sue Taxonwa's turn. On the other side of the map, she kind of sneers and says, Well, well, well. Looks like here, reality is our plating. Next in the order is going to be Hu Ying. And Hu Ying is not a spellcaster. 
and she is separated by the lava fields all around. So I think she's going to spend her uh, first action hopping across this river of lava towards you, Chuji. Okay. Um, she's going to make an athletics check to just leap across. Um, that is going to be a 45, meaning she jumps 45 feet. Um, she spends two actions doing that, so she gets right up to you, Chuji. Uh, she, like, launches herself, sprinting at you. And as she lands with her last action, she sneers and says, take this. And she's going to jab you in the underarm, Chuji, with mm -hmm. a powerful attack. And she says, the power of life. And that is going to be a vitality blast. Ah. Oh. And that is going to be a 40 to hit. Uh, 40 misses. Okay. Chuji, as you're wrestling against Diki Sunan, uh, Hu Ying jumps out trying to get at you, but you're able to dodge out of the way, and she's snarling as she prepares another attack with her control over the power of life. Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, it is your turn. You're all the way back down here fighting off a giant moth as you're on the edge of a lava river. Lolo's like, ha! Ah, Sanku, watch out! That's one liquid you can't swim in! Yeah, that is, that is, a tr that is a fact. That is, yep, that's true. I think Sanku is going to get onto his staff. I think that he thinks that this is the safest bet for if something like that happens again, that he doesn't fall into anything. An excellent choice. So you hop on the staff, that's one action, you're flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, that is technically a line that you've handed me. It's a really long line. I think Sanku is going to cast Frigid Flurry in a line oh from the moth all the way back to Sutek Noir. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, so, sure. Uh, what What is this? Reflex? It's a reflex. You, you can press right there. So, the moth gets a 36, and Sutek Noir gets a 37. Oh! Uh <laughs> Ah, you have failed my you have failed my rolls. Okay. What happens? <laughs> um that is 96 cold damage and 96 slashing damage. Jesus Christ. 62 damage. Both Sutek Noir and uh the Mart take that damage. Uh, ice blasts out of your staff, Sanku, through the moth, cutting into its horrible, aberrant flesh. And it shrieks, and it continues passing on, and Siutak Noir, on the other side of everything, flicks her hand and tries to block some of this damage, but she takes it anyway. That's 62. Um, I think you nearly freeze some of the lava below. You see some, like, well, actually, I think if it's frozen that fast, it's obsidian that pops to the surface. That's so cool. That's really cool. <laughs> um, I would even allow it to work as a land bridge for the next turn. It will connect it uh, between you and Sutak Noir. Okay. Just so you know. Uh, next in the order is gonna be Azkanak. And Azkanak the Exiled does the most obscenely horrifying thing you've ever seen. They reach into their arm and they pull the femur out of their arm through the palm and flourishes and one of their arms is just gone Ooh. and in their free hand now holding what used to be their arm they're wielding a battle axe 
made of bone. And Asganakti exiled grins and says, With complete power over time, life and death mean nothing to me. I am beyond them. And I regret to inform you that they are now going to spend one of their actions using that bridge of Obsidian Sanku to get a little bit closer to you. Actually, no, I think they're going to do the smart thing. Use the bridge and cross over to the island in the middle of the river close to you, Chuji. Okay. And they're also going to try double team up against you. Great. Striking you from behind with his bone battle axe. Using the bridge Sanku uh, created by accident, that is a 47 to hit, Chuji. Uh, 47 hits, yeah. Okay. Uh, the bone battle axe from the necromancer, that's going to be a 39. Oof. All right. Well, actually, it's only 27. Why is that? Because 12 of it is negative damage. Oh, hee hee hee. So, Chuji, as that bone axe collides into your back, you absorb some of the damage, but not all of it. A lot of it does hurt quite badly. All right. And that is going to be Azkanak's turn. And, Chuji, as your turn starts up, the world collapses beneath your feet. And suddenly, you are standing somewhere new. Okay. All of a sudden, you are standing in the middle of a frozen lake. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> As reality unfolds and refolds itself like a piece of origami being shifted around, suddenly you find yourselves all standing in the middle of a frozen lake. Uh, Masami, Sanku, and Damat, and also Kubo, are towards the south bank. Uh, Sutak Noir is off near the north bank, and Chuji, you are wrestling against Diki Sonam and flanked on either side by Hu Ying and Azkanak in the middle of the frozen lake. This lake looks like the ice is taken off, but if you're not careful, you might fall into it anyway. Chuji, it is your turn. You are being grabbed by Diki Sonam. Hu Ying is to the one side of you, Azkanak is to the other side. Uh, what do you do? Well,. I am going to get into Phoenix Feather Stance. Okay. And don't you know it, I have a lovely little thing that allows me to strike four times. Um, blazing Streak? I'm, yes, I'm going to do On Blazing the ice? Streak. Is that considered hard terrain? Uh, I have well, the ice is definitely difficult terrain. That's not really okay. what I'm worried about. I'm worried about fire attacks on an icy lake. Well... Now, I'll allow you to do it. I will. <laughs> but I will require you to make me acrobatics checks to see how light your footwork is as okay. you charge around this frozen lake, potentially causing it to collapse. I'm very confident in my acrobatics score, so I'll do that. Okay, so Chuji, you enter a, a Phoenix Feather stance. Fire surges around you, and I, the ice around your feet hisses as it already begins to evaporate. But let's see how light you are on your feet. All right. Uh, I'm going to attack. Uh, oh, you are first. you are being grabbed real fast. You know what, Derry? I'm sorry. I'm using a hero point. I'm okay. using break free. What the? Okay, I was gonna ask, what does break free do? I have a sinking feeling I can guess what break free does. Yeah, take like a does fucking wild guess. Uh, it means that I don't have to be grappled anymore, and he, uh, I'm just so slippery, like a little you, banana. You automatically end a immobilization grapple or grab effect. What the fuck? Yeah. You just had this. How long have you? Okay, fine. 
Shuji, as a free action, you break. How does this look? How do you get out of uh, Diki Sonam's uh, grapple? Um, I think as they enter uh, Phoenix Feather Stance, they are maybe just too hot to hold, or um, the, the, the like the friction that the heat creates allows them to like just slip through Diki Sonam's arms uh, and like under, and they immediately go to attack him as they slip out. Okay. Uh, so they like duck down and then spin around and then clock him in the fucking jaw. Okay. 48. 48 is a hit against Diki Sonam. Roll me that damage. 30. Very nice. Okay. Now what? Uh, and then I'm going to hit as connect. Okay. Jesus Christ, they're all around you. Chuji yeah. just fucking <laughs> breaks free and immediately punch, 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 punch. Literally. 50. That is a hit. Roll me that damage. I kill this necromancer nerd. 25 damage. Okay, very good. And then Hu Ying is next. That's going to be at a minus 8. 43. That's going to be a miss just about Chuji, I'm afraid. You know what? That's fine. Um, yeah. You rolled really high. On a minus 8? Yeah. And then they're going to stride for their first time up to Sutakuma. Oh, Chuji, hold on. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for that... As you're running, you hear a not so fast. <laughs> and Diki Sonam is going to try. Oh, make me an acrobatics check first off to make sure that you, as you are running, do not melt the ice. Of course. 46. Yeah, you're fine. But are you fine from Diki Sonam, who uses attack of opportunity special? When a creature triggers Diki Sonam's attack of opportunity, he can attempt a grapple check against you. So he's going to try snag you as you're running towards... <gasps> oh not my. 20, Chuji. It's not on a strike, my so it God. doesn't fold reality. But Diki Sonam, as you're running towards uh, Sutakuma, he disrupts the fuck out of that action and puts you into a headlock. Ugh. Right where I want you. Finally, I'm going to be able to show you my certain kill technique. Huh? You're what? <laughs> and Shuji, wouldn't you know, it's Diki Sonam's turn. Okay. <laughs> and Diki Sonam has you grappled, Shuji, which is excellent because he needs that. He's going to use an athletics, jump, uh, an athletics check to just jump as high as he can into the air with you in his arms. And Shuji, uh, it doesn't matter. He's got you grappled. He's just going to do it. Uh, but let's see how high he jumps. Hmm. 50 feet directly up, Chuji. Okay. Diki Sonam has you in a headlock, drops really low, and then he roars, and then directly up, 50 feet. That's as tall as a fucking tower, dude. Like, that's as tall as, like, a really fucking big building, dude. He leaps up with you in the air, has you in a harm, and now he's going to use certain kill technique. Plummeting fall. Chuji, as he is grabbing you, he rocks into the air, and certain kill is not just a funny word. It is a trait that disability has. There are only four abilities in the game to have a certain kill uh, ability. And each mm -hmm. of them belongs to one of the lightkeepers. Oh my god. Plummeting fall. Diki Sonam begins to spin in the air, and he's going to increase the force of gravity and send him and the creature he's holding, that's you, plummeting to the ground. 50 feet up, and then 
300 feet down. Reality warps, and he's going to do 12d6 bludgeoning damage, and Chuji, that is going to be 43 damage automatically. No roll, no save. You take that, and you're knocked prone. Amen. As you both fall, you both crash through the ice, feeling freezing water chill your very bones, Chuji. Um, that is going to be 46, 13 bludgeoning damage as you crash through the ice. Um, and then 8d6, that's going to be 22 cold damage as you feel that ice freezing your veins, Chuji. And grabbing you, holding you there, Chuji, is Diki Sonam, his eyes wide, his teeth bared, and there are bubbles streaming out of both of your mouths as you wrestle under the water. Okay. <laughs> and with his final action, Diki Sonam is going to grab you, Chuji, and throw you and himself out of the ice, landing with a clatter back on dry land. And he snarls down on you and says, <laughs> Witness the power of gravity. You have no idea what you're up against, Chuji. They spit in his face and they say, Great. Uh, Masami, it is your turn. So I think in Masami's invisible state, they're going to try and stealthily run up with one action to Dickie Sonam in flank. And I know that this is an acrobatic check. I'm on, I'm on it. I'm on it. Got it. Okay, let's see. Can, do you slip and fall on the ice? Let's see. 45. Fucking easy. Masami, you skate across the ice and you skid to be behind Dickie Sonam and <laughs> you're flanking him. I am flanking him. And also you're um, invisible. I am also invisible. However, that's going to wear off in a second because double spell strike. Holy shit. Okay, go for it. And the double spell strike is, you know it, you love it, chain lightning. <laughs> oh, that's not going to be fun for me. <laughs> no, no. Everyone needs a reflex save. And I mean everyone. Uh, I assume you're going to strike um, Diki Sonam, so he's not going to have to make one. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't make the save. He just takes it. Okay, 44. 44 is a hit, Masami. As you lunge out of invisibility and stab into Dicky Sonam's back, he roars like an animal. And he's going to take this damage. Go for it. Damage is uh, 24. Okay, that's from your sword. Then the damage from Chain Lightning. Oh, God. 66. Holy shit! Now everyone else make me a reflex save, please. Yeah, Dicky Sonam roars out in agony. And everyone is going to start taking that, uh, is going to need to dodge. So it's going to arc into uh, Sutak Mila, then Huying, then Askanak, and then the Moth. Okay, so uh, that is going to be a 44 for Sutak Mila. So that's going to be 33 damage to her. Okay. Uh, and you can see she is starting to already get a little bit injured, all right. Well, um, she's the lead bitch, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh Huying is then going to make a reflex save as well. She has jackass reflex, so I don't expect her to fail. Well, yeah. That's a 52. Uh, that is a crit success because my thing is 41. Okay, so Masami, unfortunately, as that lightning arcs into Diki Sonam, shoots into Siutak Noir, Huying dodges underneath the lightning and it is unable to arc into her and continue on its journey. And Huying sneers and says, my, my, looks like someone is trying really hard to catch up with uh, a version of me that has long since died. The Hu Ying you see before you has grown a thousandfold, and her veins glow again. I don't give a shit. She's going to die by my hands. Let's go. It is Su turn. Su as she's kind of stumbling back, 
uh, holding herself after she was so badly injured by that lightning bolt that just seared into her. She looks up at you, Masami, and says, you're going to give me your life force now. And she raises her hair and it surges forward and sticks into you. And that hair begins to turn red. Masami, you need to make me a fortitude save against vampiric exsanguination. Oh God, fucking hell. 40 plus juggernaut. So Masami, that is going to be 20d6 negative damage. Okay. And she's going to restore half of the damage she does to you. That's 84 damage to you, Masami. All right. And she is going to restore 42 as she draws in your life force and inhales and exhales and says, oh, so much better. Your life force will be what drives me into my victory against the Radiant Winds. I feel like I've heard this from somewhere and it didn't end up very well. <laughs> she kind of steps back a little bit. Uh, with her last action, Sutakma points to the Mot and the Mot shrieks and descends on you, Sanku. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, and that is going to be a 39 to hit, Sanku. Nope. Sorry, Miku. That number doesn't work on me. That is going to be Sutak Noir's turn. Uh, it is now Hu Ying. Hu Ying is going to come for you, Masami. She rushes towards you, right. and she grins as she uh, sneers and says, Certain kill swallows in flight. And she is going to, uh, as her veins start to glow, she is going to jab you in the gut with a palm strike. And that is going to be a 56, Masami. That crits. Okay. And as what happens is she wait, presses Derry, her hand. Wait, Terry. What, 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 what? My clones. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. So she has to. <laughs> so forgetful. <laughs> I am very forgetful. She jabs one of them. Uh, she has to roll a d4, right? Yep. And is it one is the real you? And then. Yes. The other. And then the other are not. That's a tree! Three. What is it? So, on a three, you hit. Three is yellow, so it's electricity damage. Five electricity, five mental damage. Okay. So. And you are frightened one. Oh, frightened one? Holy shit. Yes. Masa okay, Masami. So, she lunges forward with a certain kill ability, uh, and she's like plunging her fist into a fake Masami. Electricity surges through her, and she shrieks in pain and fear. <laughs> What was that again about a version of you that was long gone? <laughs> what did you call this? What did you call this before? Parlor tricks? She looks actually genuinely so pissed. She is not happy to have been outsmarted. I think both of the clones are actually like taunting her and like moving around her. And that's the fear effect of like, <laughs> and I think sometimes even the clones uh, are like, the faces are shifting into like shadow creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's like after images of Mas Masami and the shadow creature just phasing in and out. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Okay. Um, that is Hu Yin's turn. She had to run up to you and then she failed on her certain kill ability, which I'm sure she'll try to use again. I'm sure she will, but uh, clones. <laughs> Next in the order is gonna be Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea. So can I give uh, Kubo... Um, like commands the same way that I would a familiar, like I use one action and then it gets two actions or something. 
Kubo specifically only gets one action per command. Okay, I'm just curious if Kubo could hit the moth from here. Oh, 100%. Kubo has big claws. I would like to use my first action to um, tell Kubo to attack the moth. Okay. 38. Aberrant form gives you AC equal to 18 plus your level. Sanku? Yeah? Its level is 20. Oh my god. 18 plus 20 is 38. Oh my god. Sanku, roll me 48 plus your charisma worth of damage as Bahai Kubo swings a crab hammer down into this moth. Oh, that's badass. Oh, that rules. 22 damage to the moth. Sanku, which prince of the sea? How do you kill the moth that has been following you since day one of Danger Island? I think that Kubo, Kubo's claw, like it's like one of the big meaty crab claws, just grabs into it and crushes it the way that like a crab oh would God, crush okay. its, its, um. Kubo pierces into this gogitet mot and it kind of, I think it rumbles a little bit, like it's, it's wood creaks and it cleaves the mot into two and it dissolves into dark sand and vanishes into nothing. And Sutek Noir kind of lets out a, like, a gasp of pain across the map, and she stares at you angrily. No matter. He'll just come back in the morning. Sure. Um, and then uh, I have two actions left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to use that to cast uh, Scattered Fire. Okay. Um, one of those is going to be directly over Sutek Noir. And the other will uh, catch Azkanak the Exiled and Hu Ying. Now, I will remind you, we're in the middle of an icy lake. Yeah. This will plunge them into the ice. Them? <laughs> yeah, not not uh, Masami, not Dikisunam, not Shuji, but them, yes. Yeah, that's fine. Mm, failure for Azkanak, that's a 37. Nat 20 for Hu Ying. She takes no damage. That's that's fair. And oh. a failure for Sutek Noir. Well, Sutek Noir was the person that I really wanted to hit, so. Hu Ying is going to backflip out away and not fall into the uh, lake. As Kanak will, however, fall in and take an additional 48 cold damage as, he's, as they are plunged into the ice. 48. Like, literally, the okay. number 48 damage. Okay, 48 damage to As Kanak. 48 damage to Sutek Noir. Ooh, she's not looking well. She's been taking a lot of damage. You guys hate her. Don't like her. Um, <laughs> and Askenak falls into the ice, lets out a... And roll me 4d8 extra damage. 16. Okay. Askenak the Exile takes that extra 16 damage as they're plunged into the ice. And Sanku, is that your turn? That's my turn. Okay. It is Askenak's turn. And Askenak is fl- uh, pulling themselves out of water and staring at you. And I think they kind of wipe at their maw a little bit and says, I wasn't paying enough attention to you, was I? I'm really going to have to start hitting you where it hurts. And they take one action, pulling themselves out, and they're going to rush into your space. You're immediately going to need to make a will save against uh, Askenak's rightful presence. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yay! He left my space, bitch. Uh-oh! Attack of opportunity. attack of opportunity time. 50. 
That is a hit. Askanak will take your damage. 28. Holy shit, that's really nice for a sword strike. Askanak lets out a... <clears throat> as they are surging. And I think, honestly, that maybe stops them in their trades. Like, that's, I think, stops them. They were charging for Sankey. You strike them, and they stop, and they turn to you, and I think, almost spitefully, they swing their axe down at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, they're not even thinking about... It. They work... Basically, they wasted an action because they were supposed to run away, and they don't. Um, <laughs> Sammy, that is going to be a battle axe to the chest. I... Um, that's not a battle oh axe to the. That is not oh, a battle axe no! to the chest. What the fuck? Can <laughs> Derry? Hey, 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 hey! What? Yeah, can, yeah, I, yeah. can I do something? Can I yeah. grab the axe and fucking kick him straight in the skull? Okay, sure. Make and me an attack roll. Fifty-three. That's a crit, Masami. Holy shit. <laughs> um, okay, sure. Holy shit. God, Holy 60 shit. 60 damage on the crit. I fucking kicked him in the eye or something. I take I you almost... literally like, you hear a cracking noise as Azkanak's oh. skull is crunched slightly. <laughs> and they let it out. <laughs> and as you pull your foot down, you can see... Askanak skin peeling. And I think you realize at this point that Askanak was never using a thing to let them take negative damage. This entire time, Askanak the Exiled has been a lich. Oh my. Oh. oh. What's fucking good? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fun. It dawns on you why perhaps Askanak was exiled beyond simply using necromancy magic. Mm, no, he's just straight they, up lich. They are necromancy magic. They, uh, they're, they just are a lich. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and as their turn ends, the world begins to... Oh, wait, shit. Misami, even with your kick, right? Yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> the world begins to fold in on itself once more, and you find yourselves suddenly somewhere a little different to all of this. Okay. Because as the world begins to reveal itself again, you hear the whinnying of a horse. Uh-oh. And you find yourself what? in the middle of a busy street. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> Horses with wagons are going up and down the street, and suddenly they have to they whinny and rear up as a brawl just emerges in the middle of the street. Sanku, you are standing uh, down south uh, on top of a building. Um, Kubo's up there with you. Meanwhile, Siutak Noa, Chuji, Diki Sonam, Sami, Hu Ying, and Azkanak are all brawling in the middle of a busy street full of horses with wagons. And nearby, a, a flag kind of rustles in the wind uh, with a giant castle on a hill in the background. A flag with a sword, a rancer, and a wolf over a green background. Oh my god. What? Kilsella. <laughs> As you are all standing with uh, the horses on all sides nearly trampling you in this busy market street, uh, you're gonna need to keep that in mind that you could get crushed. She, Chuji, it is your turn. You are in a lot of pain. <laughs> Wow, that hurts. Can I... Can I shove him into a cart? Okay, absolutely. So here's my athletics. 51. 
Shuji, as you were being grappled and pummeled by uh, by Diki Sunam, you grab him right back and throw him with you as well into the path of a horse. So both of you are going to need to make a reflex save. 36. Okay, a 41. Uh, both of you are going to fail. Both of you are going to take 6d8 horse damage as Shuji, you throw yourselves right into one of these motherfuckers. Yes. And that's going to be 28 damage to both of you. Uh, as basically, Chuji, as you're wrestling with him on the floor, you spin and throw him into the horse. And oh, I think his body, like, knocks the horse back a few feet. <laughs> and it whinnies. And now people on the streets are, like, screaming in confusion because what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Are we both on the floor now? Uh, I think so. You know what? I think so. He is also prone. Cool. I think that... Chuji and Dikisunam are rolling on the fucking floor together uh, mm -hmm. just trying to fucking kill each other um, mm -hmm. and Chuji gets on top of him at some okay. point and they're going to two action one inch punch yeah okay holy shit drive him down 40 that's a hit that's gonna be 37 damage Ooh. okay uh, Dikisunam eats that punch to the face as you are like literally just wrestling each other in the middle of a busy street and he snarls and he's tr he doesn't even say words he is just barking at you as he's trying to shove you off and throw you under another horse and kind of like as he's getting up he says I'll make you eat dirt I'll make you swallow it like the maggots that you are they're clawing at his face <laughs> <laughs> um okay Chuji is that your turn yep okay it's it's his turn uh, he's gonna pick you up. He's gonna stand up as one action. I hit him in the balls. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh no. <laughs> oh, Either no. way, I would have done this because of opportune backstab as well, so ha! <laughs> yeah, okay, you both fucking attack him. 44. 44 is a hit. 43. Holy shit, both of you hit! Uh, so both of you fucking deck Diki Sanam. 34 damage. Okay, that's 34 damage from Asami and Chuji. 26 damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, Diki Sunam, as the two of you are basically like just teaming up, pound, 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 he is getting knocked around and you can see that he's starting to get pretty injured. You have knocked him past half his HP. He is now standing though and he snarls and he's going to grab you by the hair, Chuji. Okay. That's a 44 against your athletics DC. Just hits. It's exactly my AC. Or well, he's grabbing you, but he's going to stop grabbing you in a second. Don't worry. Because he does body slam you. Hmm. Uh, he body slams you right there on the cobblestone street, and that is going to be an immediate... Well, actually, you have to make a fortune save. Sorry. Let's see if you're able to avoid this. Nope. 39. Okay. Well, that is going to be 33 body slam damage as he fucking bonks into you on this floor. And that is going to be his turn. Diki Sonam snarls. And says, you've humiliated me for the last time. Masami, it is your turn. If you end your turn standing here in the street, uh, you have to make a flat check to see if you are run over by a horse. Okay. In what I like to call a horse roll. The horse, horse roll. roll. No okay. roll. Now, Masami, I want to remind you, you do have a double spell strike charged up. I do. If you use a, if you use a spell strike on this turn, you can chain lightning without spending a spell slot. I, and that is exactly what I'm do, gonna do. However, I'm going to hit Huying with this. 
Okay, go for it. Good call. She is a she feisty has, one. She has the best uh, reflex. I hit Dicky Sanam before because he was, he was on Chuchi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. 52. 52, Masami Takahara. That is a that is a hit. Roll me that damage. Okay, damage from the Blade of Four Energies is 36. She takes that 36 damage as you stab into her and then lightning axe out of the sword and into her, and that's going to be... 63 damage. Yikes! Hu Ying roars in pain as she takes a 63 plus 36. That's what? That's 99 damage. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Yep, and now the electricity is going to start shooting around. Who does it go into first? Uh, it is going to go into Azkanak next. Okay. Then, Az- then Diki Sanam and then uh, Sutakuma. Okay. So Azkanak, that is going to be a 44. That's a success. He will take that damage. Okay. Uh, Diki Sanam. Ooh, that is a success just about. Okay. Um, and lastly, Siotak Noir. Mmm, failure. That is a 35. She'll take that full damage. Okay. Oh, she is looking really badly hurt. This lightning surges through everyone. Uh, it hurts uh, Diki Sanam and Azkanak slightly less, but um, Siotak Noir is arced by that lightning, and she is looking terrible. Is she now? Hu Ying's in your face and says... <laughs> I'll make you pay for that. I'll make everyone pay. <laughs> well, sweetheart, you're just going to have to wait your turn. <laughs> Dimensional assault. <laughs> okay. I've played enough video games to know that you go after the person <laughs> that has the lowest health pool. Oh, shit. Are you going after Sue? Yep. <laughs> okay. Fuck. 38. A 38 is going to be a miss, unfortunately. Misami, you know, you know what I think happens? Mm. You teleport behind Sutek Noir off the street and get ready to slash her in two. And then out of nowhere, suddenly a portal opens up right by your hand and a strand of hair swings out, grabs your wrist and twists your arm backwards. Okay. And Sutek Noir turns and looks at you and you see that hair, every single one of those strands of hair ends with a minute portal. Oh, fuck off. And she's looking at you with cold, dead eyes and says, I don't fucking think so, bitch. (laughs) All right, you got me. And it's her turn. And she's going to use her certain kill technique on you now. Okay. Certain kill technique. Silkworm basket. Control over space. And Siotak Noir tears thousands of portals into space and sends a single strand of hair through each. The hair emerges around you, Misami, and it braids and twines together to create a cube around you, trapping you inside what is essentially the Force Cage spell. Except Siotak Noir does not need to sustain the basket. It has a duration of one minute. While the Silkworm's uh, basket persists, Sutak Noir is quickened and can use the extra action to make a hair or braid strike against any creature within the basket, regardless of her distance to them. So, Masami, essentially what is happening is you are trapped on all sides by Sutak Noir's hair. Okay. And she uh, basically is kind of standing with all the strands coming off through thousands of portals and it's created this kind of like silkworm trap around you which is going to start lashing out and hitting you on future turns and she kind of sneers and says I'm going to enjoy ripping you limb from limb Masami 
Oh, finally use the right name. Good God, I was getting to worry. As you were saying that the hair is starting to ripple, it's all gross. Um, next in the order is going to be Hu Yin. And Hu Yin, I think, she's instead going to jump up to you, Chuji. And I think she takes one action to come over to you, just kind of make a palm strike at you while you're down. Okay. Um, and that is going to be a 47 to hit. Hits. Um, and as she decks into you, she uh, is going to do damage to you, yes. Um, and that is going to be 66 plus 14 bludgeoning. That is 32 bludgeoning damage. And she is going to use key absorption. She absorbs some of your key with her blow. And she gains fast healing 10. Give it back. So, no. Uh, <laughs> she's going to restore 10 HP with that attack. And with the la her last action, she is going to uh, duck out of this place. And she's no longer standing in the middle of the road. And that is going to be her turn. Next in the order is Sanku. Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, you are on top of a building in a strange land you've never seen before. Chuji and uh, Diku Sunam are wrestling in the street. Uh, Adskanak the Exiled is uh, hurrying off the street towards you. And Siutak Noir seems to have trapped Misami in a cage of hair. What do you do? I think because of where they are and the people and the fact that there are people and people that he really does not want to hurt um, in the way, whether they're out, like whether they're actively allies or not, they're innocent people. Um, mm -hmm. Then I'm going to cast um, Frigid Flurry on uh, towards Siutak Noir, um, having it dodge all of the wagons. Oh, very fun. That way I can not worry about hitting innocent people. Okay, so Siutak Noir has to make me a reflex save. That is a 50, that is a success. You will take half damage. Okay, that is 96 cold, 96 slashing. How much is that, Sanku? 64. Okay. Uh, Sanku, a flurry of ice shoots through the street, weaving over and under the wagons, and then slashing into uh, Sutak Noir. She's going to take half of that. That is 32 damage. And she is really starting to look bad. Um, she is stumbling back, her eyes wide with hatred and a snarl on her lips. She's still, like, clutching Masami in this trap of hair, but she's turning to look at you, Sanku, now, as blood oozes down her face and says, every single time, you tree just keep getting up every time we knock you down. How can this be? We've done everything. We've won our fights against every other person we've come across. Why are you all so damn persistent? Ah, uh, didn't you know? It's the power of friendship. <laughs> Sanky, you got one action left. What do you do? Um, I think he is it okay if I have him fly out 25 feet. Absolutely. Uh, it's a r I, you know what? I, I, I think that the... Uh... I, I think the I think the staff flying was a really good move. Thank you. You fly over the street with Lola on your shoulder, but then you hear something from below you. Mm-hmm. And it's as your turn ends. As Kanak the Exiled begins to scream at you. Ugh. And it's no ordinary scream. It's going to be a wail of the Banshee. Mm-hmm. They are going to run off the street with their first two actions uh, to be right under you, Sanku. And now as they're beneath you, they scream out, and you need to make me a fortitude save. Uh... Oh my god, Sanku does a 50, which will be a success. Let's You'll go. You'll take half damage, which is great. Oh, no, my mistake. On a successful Whale of the Banshee, you take 
full damage. That's fine. Because on a fail, you take full damage and you're drained up to drained four, which is nightmarishly bad. Sankuda is 42 ne uh, negative damage as Azkanek the Exiled rushes off the street and screams at you. But unfortunately, you don't realize they're doing something else as well. I need you to make a second fortitude save, please. Uh, um, well. Yeah, that's a 44, Sanku. That's going to be a fail. You've just encountered Azkanak the Exiled. Certain kill technique. Enhanced aging spell. Inside you, Sanku, your organs start to wither and age. For the next minute, all spells with a duration for you will take will last half as long. So if you cast like haste on yourself, it would last five rounds rather than ten rounds. Okay. And that is what uh, Asconnect's gonna do. And uh, when you start taking damage, it's gonna start hurting a lot more too, because essentially. While you're still remaining a young pretty boy, he's making your insides wither and shrivel with years upon years of advanced aging. Askenak comes under uh, off the street and sneers and says, How now, boy? I'll have your precious ute with the power of my time control. Huh. And... You're a weirdo! <laughs> Unfortunately, everyone, it's going to be the start of a new round. And you know what that means? <laughs> Bye, Kulso! The world kind of creases in on itself, and all of you are swooshed in and out of existence, and suddenly you are no longer standing um, in the middle of a street. You're no longer around people. Suddenly, you are all standing on a massive platform, a platform made of clockwork. A giant gear slowly tick, 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 spinning around ever so slowly as it grinds and kind of pushes around a huge mechanism of massive metal parts. You seem to be in the center of some sort of enormous clockwork machine. Chuji, you are kind of on the floor wrestling with uh, Diki Sonam in the middle of a, the central gear. Um, you cannot see a sky. Like I said, you seem to be inside a colossal machine. It is your turn. What the fuck do you do? Oh boy, uh, I'm gonna enter mountain stance. Chuji, you plant your feet on the floor uh, and slowly pull yourself up and you are ready to defend yourself against incoming attacks. Your AC jumping up. Uh, are you prone right now? Yes, so Chuji's going to get up. Okay. And they're gonna punch down at Tiki Sonam. Okay, awesome. They're gonna punch once and then they're going to flurry a blow so they can hit him three times. Okay, go for it. 36. Now remember, on your first strike, it will never be lower than a 10. That's true. Uh, so does a 43 hit? A 43 will hit Diki Sunam while he's prone. Sick. Roll me that damage. 35 damage. Very nice. He does take that. You do deck him hard against the face. What now? You got two. You got one action left. Are you going to throw your blows, did you say? Yes, I am. Okay. 37 and 44. 37 is a miss. 44 is a hit. Will you roll me that damage, please? No. 30. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, Chuji, how are you looking right now as you're in Mountain Stance upon this clockwork platform fighting back against Dicky? Um, they they have their teeth clenched uh, as their, like, feet are, like, so, so, so firmly on the fucking ground. They are not moving. And they are just, like, 
hunched over, beating the shit out of Dickie's Donom on the ground. Um, there's, like, <laughs> blood splurting from their mouth. Ugh. Their hair is, like, covered in blood a little bit from getting so fucked up. Yeah, and Dickie's Donom is just taking that, and he is fighting back, you know? He's not, like, trying to, like, uh, push you off. He's trying to hurt you in return. Okay. Dickie Sonam is gonna stand up. I kill him. I hit him in the dick. Okay. Ooh, 36. Uh, 36 is gonna be a miss against Dickie Sonam. You throw a punch, he sidesteps it, and he roars, and he's gonna try deck you right back in the face. Ooh, Chuji. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a nat 20. Alright. <laughs> so that's gonna be double of... 33, that's 66 damage, Chuji, and he punches you so hard that reality shatters and you are punched into another world. And suddenly you're not on top of this giant clockwork thing. You are standing atop a mountain. Rocky platforms arise from beneath your feet as you fall backwards and kind of nearly tumble 360 degrees with the world tumbling with you, overlooking countless other mountains. Masami, you, uh, Sutekma, and Hu Yin are at the peak of the mountain. Chuji, you're maybe a floor down from them. And thank you, you are right next to Azkanak the Exiled, uh, maybe 20 feet below everyone else. Damn, okay. Um, Diki Sonam is then going to sneer and strike you one last time, Chuji. Okay. And that is a 53 to hit, Chuji. Yeah, it hits. Mmm, he's coming for you, Chuji. You're not looking well. That's another 33 damage. How are you looking, bud? Uh, I'm looking like 6 HP. That's not good. You're fucking telling me. Diki Sonam, punch, punch. And then he stands over you, roars, and says, <laughs> This time, I'll have your spine. I'll rip you in half and use you like a club, Chuji. They're just shouting in his face. Well, it is now going to be, uh, Masami, it is your turn. Masami, you are inside this trap of hair. Um, it is surrounding you on all sides, and you can see that Selva is getting ready to strike at you. You could try cut through the hair, but there is a lot of, like, there is a lot of density to this hair. What do you do? Well, the thing is, Masami knows how Force Cage works because they have this spell. <laughs> uh, Masami is actually going to um, Dimensional Assault again, oh, God using damn their it. last focus point. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can teleport out of the fucking cage. They're going to move out of the um, out of the force cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and strike. That's a 43. 43 is a hit, Misami. You teleport out of the hair cage and Sutek Noir's eyes follow you in dull surprise. Like she really did not see this one coming. Roll me that damage. 36. Masami Takahara. How do you want to do this? Whoa. Um, so, you know how her hair is holding her up? Mm-hmm. The dimensional salt didn't exactly hit her just yet. It hit the legs. Oh, no. So, it sliced through the legs to make her off-balanced and fall along with Masami, who is skating down the, um, the side of the mountain on their feet. And they they hit the floor first, and as they see Sue falling towards them, they just twirl and do an upper slash 
right across their torso. Right across their torso. And it's a deep, deep slash. There's a... It cuts through her, right? Mm -hmm. And she lets out a soft... <coughs> and her eyes are wide. She tumbles onto the rocky peak beneath her. And blood begins to pool. And her eyes widen. And she starts to laugh and cackle as blood pools in her throat. <laughs> and with that, Su Taknoa, the white-haired witch, the servant of Sindara, the leader of the Lightkeepers, is dead. Holy shit, you did it. Masami only looks over their shoulder. They clean off the blood from their chokuto. Then they still have two actions. Oh god. They're going to uh, use an activate to interact with their blade before energies. Mm -hmm. And call forth the uh, the elements on the blade. Okay, roll me a d4. That's four. Oh, wouldn't you know it? That's electric energy, their favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Masami, you flick that uh, Shokuto, the one that just slew Suitak Noir, and it glows with electric power. Um, You have one action left, right? Uh, They do. They are going to help out Shuji and um, flank Diki Sonam. Okay. You dash around the side of the mountain, slip behind Diki Sonam, who is roaring and hasn't even noticed that Su is dead. I don't think Azkanak has either, but Hu Ying stares down at her bloody corpse with that awful smile on her face and realizes how bad this is about to go. And she turns and looks at you with a fiery vengeance in her eyes. She will not let, let Su Taknoa's death be for nothing. And uh, that is your turn, Masami, huh? Wait, I have a fourth action to strike if I want to, right? Oh my fucking god, lol. I do. I do you have do. a fourth action to strike. Or to refresh my spell strike. I'm gonna fucking strike at this motherfucker. Actually, yeah, yeah because I'm you gonna... refresh your spell strike with your teleport anyway, so. Yes, I did. So this is gonna be at a minus four. Yeah. Okay, hit Diki Sonam. Weaken him a little bit for Chuji. 46. That's a hit. Roll me that damage. 29. Looking very good. Uh, Diki Sonam takes that damage as you slip behind him and stab him in the back with an electric sword. He roars in pain and turns and says, You, you've been a torn in my side long enough. Uh, you'll be the first I beat to death with Juji. <laughs> I'll keep being a thorn till you die as they twist the blade in their shul in his shoulder. <laughs> um, okay. And next in the order is gonna be Sutek Noir's dead. Lol, it's not her. <laughs> Lol, LMAO. <laughs> um, Hui Ying is going to jump out of the air, Masami, land right next to you, and now she's going to use her certain kill tactic and says... No matter, Sindara can bring anyone back to life. We'll kill you, and we'll bring back our leader stronger than ever. And she is going to blast you with swallows in flight. Um, okay. And she's going to make a palmet. <laughs> hmm? Probably a D3. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Clones, I saw my clothes, bitch. Yeah, let's see. One D3. That's a two. Not, <laughs> Not again. We she keeps trying to use this really cool ability. <laughs> it's too bad her aim sucks. Um, 
three. Okay, so if yellow's out of the picture, then... The, or wait, two? Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, orange, that is acid and mental damage. Okay, she'll take that. That's ten, right? That's that's ten, right? And yes, that is ten damage. And does the frightened one still do anything or no? Uh, yes, it does frighten her. Okay. She snarls. And that's her turn. She fucked up. <laughs> you can't keep doing this. Cheap tricks. Um, Sanku, it is your turn. You're at the base of the peak, uh, flying over uh, Azkanak the Exiled, the Lich Hobgoblin. Siutak Noir, you just saw Masami bisect her. She is dead. She's gone. Senku makes a face because... Gross. Um, <laughs> then he turns, or he looks to Azkanak. Mm-hmm. So they're undead. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I fly up higher in the air with one of my actions. High enough so that it wouldn't hit me. Oh my god, okay. When I cast Moonburst. Okay. It's like you <laughs> soar upwards and you stare down at Azkanak as they are channeling up another necromantic spell to blast into you. And then their eyes widen as you channel a moonblast. And they're going to need to make a reflex save, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 49. That is a success. That's fine. Because they're still taking... That's 41 damage from the first moonburst bit. Um, and then here's the extra damage that they take that's positive damage specifically. That's going to be a total of 42 damage to uh, Azkanak the Exile, who is looking particularly bad. They stumble back and hiss and says, ah. No matter. Once we have all of you dead, I'll graft myself back to my full power. Greater than my full power. My control of time means I live forever. None of you will ever get in my way ever again. I, as Ganacti Exiled, will rule the Lightkeepers as their eternal leader. You, you guys hate each other. And without saying anything else, Azkanak raises a hand and begins to cast on you, Senku. That's going to be a spirit blast, Sanku. Okay. They shoot a beam of unholy ghostly energy into your heart. Make me a fortitude save. 48. You succeed by one holy shit. Jesus Christ. So you're going to take half of this damage. 61, that's 30 damage to you, Sanku. Sure. Well, yeah, why not? And Azkanak is going to snarl and uh, pull out a grimoire and uh, begins to flip through it. And those pages, they flip on their own and they reveal an occult spell of ninth level or lower of their choice. It seems Azkanak is preparing a new spell on the fly. That's probably not good. Yeah, hmm. no, that's not good. Um, but it is now the start of a new turn. And Sutak Noir does not follow. As you all find yourself in a strange underground cave. Bioluminescent mushrooms emerge from the walls and strange, almost glowing water uh, comes down in streams and fills a pool together. Um, Ooh. Oh my. Hu Yin, funnily enough, actually spawns in the pool. This looks like we're in the Underdark or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice call. We are in the Underdark. Woohoo! I was right. Uh, Diki Sonam and Chuji are both standing in one of the streams as they wrestle. Misami, you're on a rock by the pool that Hu Ying is in. And Sanku, you and Azkanak are atop some rocks further away. Um, Chuji, it is your turn. 
Hey. If Dicky lands another punch on you, you're dead. There's no question about it. This is it. Do or die. Yeah, I know. I'm well aware of that. I can try to combat that at least. I take out my major healing potion. Or elixir of life, not healing potion. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking use it. Give me 52 HP. Shuji, you slink down a, 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 a gulp of healing potion, and Diki Sunam laughs in your face when you do. He says, what's the matter? Afraid that you won't survive the next punch? You should be. <laughs> I just don't want to pass out after I rip your head off. <laughs> Shuji, you got one action left. What do you do? Floria blows. <laughs> That's all I can do. Go for it. 53 and 43. Holy shit. Well, that's a crit, Shuji, which means you're going to punch Diki Sonam out of this world, and we're going to enter another place. Sick. That's uh, 44 damage and 32, so 76. Oh my, god. oh my god, Shuji. Yeah? How the fuck do you do this? I rip his head off. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Go on. I rip it off, I rip it off, I rip it off, I rip it off. Chuji just, they like swipe so hard at his fucking neck over and over that they take his fucking head off. Oh shit. They're so mad. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. Chuji, what happens is Diki Sunam is coming down on you and says, I'll kill you, Chuji! Oh! And you scream back. You absolutely fuck. You unleash your lungs. And you fucking rush his throat. Chop, 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 chop. And with the file chop, you spin, you catch him in the throat, and your hand keeps moving. And with a clean sever, Diki Sonam has his head removed from his body. And somewhere in the world, a new Samsaran is born. Whoa! Oh my god! I hope, I hope he remembers. I hope he remembers how he lost so fucking badly, <laughs> over and over and over again to Chuji. Imagine being like a toddler and you're like, man, my last life sucked. And After this, Chuji is releasing a press release saying, "I hope it hurt you, little bitch. Fuck you." <laughs> a fucking toddler. Oh my god. And you punch yourself into another new place. And it's going to be atop a, a strange gothic castle in a strange dark land. Thunderclouds roll like kind of roil around you, and you all stand near a steeple of this castle which seems to have a massive crystal emerging from it. And this crystal seems to be attracting electric energy. Welcome everyone to the lands of mist and veils. Ustala! <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna start this fucking well crying right now. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I'm gonna have an actual mental breakdown. <laughs> if you're wondering how autistic I am, <laughs> I, I'm like flapping. Oh my god. Did you guys know that I like Pathfinder? Shuji, that is your turn. You have killed Diki Sunam. You are now standing uh, at the edge of this giant crystal atop the tower. Um, Masami, you are right next to Chuji, fighting against Hu Ying. Uh, Sanku, you are flying over Azkanak as Azkanak looks over the darkness uh, on the other side, like 
kind of all around the castle. Lightning is striking that crystal, and if you end your turn next to it, you might be struck by that lightning. Ooh. And Shuji, that does mean you too. Make me a flat check. Uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Ten, right in the middle. Let's go. You're not struck by lightning this time. Ooh, this time. But thunder does roll. Well, Diki Sonam's dead. Masami, it's your turn. Uh, if you end your turn right next to this crystal in the middle of the uh, castle spire, which, by the way, it's like maybe 20 feet tall, you might be in for a shocking surprise. Hu Ying is right next to you. Chuji is right next to you. Senku is fighting against Azkanak. What do you do? Uh, Masami is going to um, circle around Hu Ying to get in her head a little bit. And also flank. <laughs> and also flank. And then they're going to do a spell strike with a new spell that I got. <laughs> okay. What's the spell strike? Oh, you know. I don't, I'm afraid. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, 49. That is a hit. Roll me that damage. The damage from this is 31. Ooh, hefty. And then... Okay, very nice. This is this is the spell strike. Weird. No, you have weird. I have weird. Hmm. Tell everyone at home what weird does. You fill the target's minds with terrifying images of fearsome creatures, each drawn from the target's worst fears. Only the targets can see their assailants. Each target takes 16 d6 of mental damage and must attempt a will save. This is a spell strike. So she's going to take an extra 16d6 mental damage and be frightened to no saves. No saves. So what is she now? Thri 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 she's frightened like, yeah, she's like frightened tree. 49 damage. Hu Ying screams out in agony as this sword stabs into her and she sees visions of something. She remembers being a child, looking out into the woods and seeing, ironically enough, the thing that made her realize that her life as noble was so boring. A gumiho feasting on a peasant. And she sees that gumiho in you, Masami. Once she might have been fascinated. <laughs> right now she realizes that the gumiho intends on eating her. And she, just like that peasant, is but a mortal. And she screams. She screams in your face with genuine terror, Masami. <laughs> and she is not looking well. Period. Um, and that is going to be her uh, your turn, right? You moved and you spell struck? I still have an action. Oh, fuck. I still have an action. <laughs> okay, sure. You do have... Yeah, go for it. Hit me. It's going to be a strike. It's not going to work. <laughs> unfortunately, that will be a miss. Just didn't roll very high, unfortunately. Um, Masami, you slash again, but uh, Hu Yin is stumbling back and shrieking. Says, no, no, I can't die here. <laughs> I can't die here. I'm better than the others. Don't you understand? I'm made of... I'm royal. I can't... I can't die here. <laughs> Royalty? Is that really why you think you're so much better than us? So much better than me? And why are you so scared of me? <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be Hu Ying's turn. Um, next in the order is gonna be, uh, Sanku. Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, you are dueling against Azkanak the Exile. He is not looking well. What do you do? Sanku is going to cast Elemental Betrayal on him with water. Okay. 
Um, and then he's going to cast Hydraulic Push. Okay. 44. That's a success. That's, yep, that'll be a hit. Roll me that damage. Asconac right. Exile is staring up at you, skin peeled away to reveal a skeletal goblin. They snarl up at you as you conjure up this water spell and blast them in the face. Roll me that damage. 66 damage. This is so funny. Thank you, he had 65 HP. Let's go! Let's go! As Connect Exiled stares up at you and snarls and says, You can't kill us in a way that matters. When Sindara destroys you, we'll be brought back stronger than ever before. There's no way that Sanku could know this, but it's ironic that he dies in Ustalov. Um. <laughs> the lich is destroyed in Uslav. Sanku, as he taunts you, you make a face before clutching your staff and shooting a stream of water that shatters Azkanak's skull, scattering I think, him. I think what actually happens is that Hydraulic Push pushes him backwards, and he stumbles backwards into the crystal, just as it, just as lightning hit, just as lightning hits him. Oh lightning God. hits Azkanak, and he is incinerated by the power of the storm, and he screams out before he crumbles into dust. A phylactery falling out and tumbling across the flagstones, and then too, turning to dust, destroyed by the lightning strike. <laughs> And all that remains is Hui Ying. Shi Chuji, it is your turn. The world folds in on itself one final time, and you are brought. You're in a field of golden grass. Somewhere in the distance, smoke from a village rises. It's a perfectly idyllic place. And it's a perfectly idyllic place for someone like Hui Ying to face her final moments. Hui Ying is looking extremely bad, extremely frightened, and Shichuji, it is your turn. What the fuck do you do? In fact, as Hu Ying is turning around, she's snarling, saying, You really think any of this matters? Even when we went against you at our full power, we still lost, but that doesn't matter. Because we sold ourselves to Sindara, and when he wins, and he will win, none of you will get any mercy. And he will rule over this plane with an iron fist as revenge against the Ruby Phoenix. You'll never see your precious queen again, or you'll never see that precious sorcerer again, and her vault will be emptied to the likes of us. Do you hear us? Do you hear me? <laughs> and Chuji, as your turn starts, the wind blowing through these golden grasses, you have a single thought on your mind. Do you all know what that thought is? Finish her! Chuji throws up a thumbs down and they say, <laughs> You're about to look real stupid burning in hell and casts Finger of Death. Oh my god! So give me a fortitude save. That's a 47. Uh, yeah, that saves. She'll take half damage. How much is that? So, 40 damage. That's literally enough. <laughs> she, Chuji, you. She casts Finger of Death 
on Hu Ying. As she turns and sees that glowing finger, she screams as her skin is pulled back by the ne necrotic energy pulsing out of you, and she explodes into green dust, scattering into the winds. And with one final gasp, the world folds in on itself. And you are no longer in this strange planarscape you found yourself in. You are in the glass lighthouse. You're done. You did it. You destroyed the lightkeepers. The tree of you kind of stumble. There's no sign of the bodies. They're lost to the plains. Bahai Kubo is beside you, Sanku, waiting patiently. Lolo's on your shoulder, and he says, You tree, you did it! You defeated the lightkeepers! I told you. Did you really have little faith in us, old man? Yeah, I had the best teacher ever. He says this, but Chuji, Sanku, and yeah. Sammy, the three of you are on death's door. Like, Chuji's like, at death's door. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, Chuji, 6 HP, red flashing lights. That was maybe one of the hardest fights you've ever had to do. Especially one that was... I did not have the security of being for a competition. That was for life. How are you all doing right now as you collect yourselves? Chuji is just slumped up against Kubo's like leg. Um just sitting down. They're like catching their breath, which is kind of hard. They've they've had the air punched out of them like multiple times. Got run over, got yeah. like like <laughs> dropped three hundred feet. Chuji's uh, got... hard knock life. Yeah, P punched through dimensions several times. Quite literally, S uh, spirit stabbed. You know, for the record, by the way, the cool ability Hu Ying never got to use was she would gather all your key in one place and then shove it out of you in the form of mm. a cone attack made of little birds made of your key that would like pierce into people. Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, Sammy's just too good. <laughs> <laughs> too bad she had shit aim. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just taking a breath. They feel good. Don't get me wrong. Um, not because of their physical state, but the pure satisfaction of genuinely killing Tikisuna is <laughs> so delicious. They... Chuji doesn't often, like, <laughs> feel the need to, like, kill someone. Like, they, they want to kill C uh, uh, Sindara, um, of course. Um, but it was but personal here. That was fucking personal. Fuck that guy for real. Complicit in the destruction of their hometown. Mm-hmm. Just an all-around dickhead. He deserved it. Masami, how are you doing? Um, I think Masami is feeling better that the Lightkeepers are out of the picture. Permanently. Uh, at least for now, until they, you know, beat the shit out of Sindara. Um, I don't think it's really hit them that they killed the Lightkeepers. Like, all of them killed the Lightkeepers. But... It will, eventually. <laughs> I think once all of this is over. Uh... Yeah, you have not processed any of what's been happening, and it's been a lot. Nope. 
The adrenaline is now coming back. <laughs> you also learned some things about your friends that maybe you didn't want to learn earlier. I, uh, you know, yeah. ugh, that's conversations for later, I think. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's, those are things that shouldn't be dumped on, mm. uh, just before the, the massive fight, I think. <laughs> but speaking of which, you guys are wrecked. Holy shit. You've used all your resources before the final fight. A little bit. Whoops. Thank you. Wish Prince of the Sea, how are you doing? You know what? I haven't used my 10th level spell, thank you very much. I have used both 8th and 9th, but I <laughs> I mm. haven't used Summon Kaiju. Um, I think Senku um, is sort of sitting down and just trying to catch his breath or, like, process all that. Does he... He had seen, like, the Lightkeepers as, like, you know, obviously they are villains, but in his head they felt sort of like... Vil like... <laughs> Like recurring villains who are just assholes. Mm -hmm. So, having to like actually for real see the consequences of them being more than just the nemesis team and then being able to beat them, I, I think he's just kind of processing that right now. Well, as you are all kind of stumbling, catching your breath. You seem to be in a a study of some sort. On the shelf is a miniature version of uh, the Grand Goka Museum, Chuji. Is that where you were moments ago? But Lolo is kind of like looking around this, this place. This is where Sandara was trapped for so long? I guess so. Mm. What's that over there? He kind of gestures, and there's an archway, um, which is leading into a big room. And he kind of floats over to look at it. Hmm? What do you see? Oh, what is this place? And he kind of swims in, and he lets out a little... Oh. Lolo, come on, this is still an enemy place. Where do you... Oh. As soon as you follow in, Sam, you're like, whoa. Oh. okay. <laughs> because what you seem to have found is um, a meditation chamber. A luxurious sitting cushion is laid out in the exact center of this small plain room. The walls ripple with scenes from around the multiverse, each scene either slowed to a crawl or unfurling in an instant. One could sit here on that cushion and spend years watching a single flower open in Nirvana or counting each raindrop in a storm as it falls over the shores of Arcadia. Would any of you like to sit on the cushion? Yes. Just sit in the middle of this meditation room and witness all of reality. No. Um. No. Please. <laughs> no. I'll be your friend. <laughs> I don't want you to be my friend. <laughs> uh, well, that was going to hurt. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. What do you mean, probably not? How are you gonna sit somewhere and experience the entirety of the universe and not be like, ooh, maybe that wasn't great afterwards? <laughs> it's a meditation chamber. Okay. I'm just saying, it might, it, hint, it might be interesting. 
Hint, fuck you. All right, well, I mean, Masami meditates all the time, so I guess they're gonna go. Masami, you enter the middle of this room, and you sit on that cushion, and enter a meditation pose, and exhale. And you assume the exact same pose that Sandara did for some of those 300,000 years. You look at a creation you cannot touch. You understand that things are infinite and yet temporary. And even though you only sit on it for maybe five minutes, from your perspective, up to days or months pass, but it does not feel like torture. It feels like the ultimate peace with the universe. And Masami, as you sit in this chair and meditate, you are restored to full HP. You restore all your spell po- uh, spell slots as you study your spells for today. And you can retrain any feats you like before the finale. Oh, what? You, what? <laughs> Time passes differently while you're meditating here. And you oh. can find the perfect version of yourself right before the oh. end. My god. Oh my I fucking god. told you oh it would be. A, I fucking told you it would be interesting to sit here. Oh my god! Kill yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, any one feet? Oh no, any feats. Floral. <gasps> you just spend ten minutes and you retrain a feat. As Masami, you spend time <laughs> just sitting here and getting yourself at kind of like having a conversation with the universe and understanding everything. Uh, okay. Okay. You don't have to do it now. I'm not gonna do it now. You That's can do gonna that be a lot of sessions. <laughs> you can basically you can completely change your build if you so chose before the end. Oh, shit. Next you thing can. you know, we're gonna find we're gonna find out that Masami has turned into a barbarian. <laughs> and... How do you feel, Masami, as you kind of like snap out of it after like a second? They open their eyes. And I think it surprises them at how completely at ease they are right now. Then they immediately snap to attention and just like scramble up from the seat and look back at it like, oh, hey, uh, you guys might want to take a seat, actually. That was, I feel amazing. (laughs) I feel great. Oh, wow. This is. I mean, yeah, I will. It didn't kill you. No, that. I mean, I don't think I'm a ghost. No, you're definitely still real. The Masami pokes Shuji. That I didn't face through you. Shuji like grabs both of Masami's like cheeks and like, (laughs) (laughs) like moves them around like to make sure that they're real. I, Shuji. I'm just checking. I'm purple girl. I read poked you. Don't you think that's enough? No. Well, ghosts can do weird things. Really? Okay, but you're not a ghost. Okay. okay. They let go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose this is a, a good place for us to prepare ourselves. Get in, get in touch with the universe one last time before we face Sindara, but... Well, one could meditate well here. If you're already turning your 300,000 year imprisonment into longer by resting here, and all you're meditating on is your grudge, perhaps it's no wonder Sindara turned into the monster he is. Yeah. Uh, 
suppose so. Let's let's rest here for an hour or two, and then make our way to the top and take him on together. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. As we always have. You can have lunch and everything. Mm. Oh, please, after that fight, I'm fucking starving. Well, lucky for you, we have a full working kitchen. Thank God. Kubo outside opens the door and you smell lovely food. Oh. <laughs> oh tell me I smell curry ramen. <laughs> so, <laughs> the tree of you get ready to meditate, get ready to eat, and get ready to finally face the end of your adventure. You've disposed of Genhara the Black-Winged. You've defeated the Lightkeepers. Now, all that remains is the King of the Mountain himself. Sindara the Sculptor versus the Radiant Winds. The final showdown of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament and the Hungry Ghosts Tournament. Next week, we shall put it all to an end. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Kyle Damon, Maxine Mainstream, Soul Grease Lobo, Nick Roberts, Phoebe Jeebies, Daisy Gilliam, Lux Rexus, Sam Stryker, Tony Saunders, Mitta, Arave, Varia and the Girls, GP Dora, Marshmallowberry, Varric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Mae Cohen, Skyly, Kendra West, Ginly Tricked, Bal Punyon, Join the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenith Drums, Jonathan Love, Sophia Valera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Kira, Lichelope, Gizmo, Talisin, Cass, Babel McElduff, Ava, Remti Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, King Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Triceratops, Anna Maria, Jordan, Emma Laderna, John the Bookhorter, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie the Third. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling and prepare for Campaign 4 of Dice Will Roll, check out patreon.com slash dice will roll today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.